now. All right, what's going on, guys? Um, in case anybody is not familiar with my man right here, this is my man Brandon. He is a real or not real estate agent. He is an insurance agent, life insurance out there, and um, with New York Life in New Braunfels, Texas, still. Yeah, yeah, New Braunfels, San Antonio area. Gotcha. And so what areas, I guess while we're on that, what areas do you serve out like all of them between or is it just? Yeah, so really the state of Texas, uh, our license extends uh, throughout, but uh, I've also been licensed in California, uh, Michigan, Illinois, uh, Oklahoma. So depending on the client, uh, really we can work in a lot of places in the United States. Gotcha. So that's a little bit different than real estate, I guess, off the top, but um, real quick before I get into all the questions, I guess I'll just introduce them like really more thoroughly. But I met Brandon when I was first got started as a real estate agent down there. I think we, what we meet at a mixer, I think. Yeah, I think uh, some networking group. I think it was uh, Diane that introduced us together. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, we pretty much clicked off the bat. I think we had very similar personalities and wasn't too hard. And, you know, Brandon gave me a lot of advice. He's one, he's really good at what he does out there. And, you know, a lot of the sales tactics, I'd say I even talk about on my channel and everything, a lot of them are probably branched off from what you, uh, you know, what you've taught me and stuff. And um, I guess my first question would be, how did you, cause I know, I know you have experience in other industries and we've kind of talked about some things, but how did you kind of focus in, like what made you want to focus in on working with New York Life, what was the decision there versus other sales jobs? Because I know there's a lot of, especially now, like there's a lot of different jobs you could choose from and a lot of them are very similar, but what do you see different in New York Life? Yeah, so, um, you know, my background has always been in sales or marketing and always been, you know, one of the better um, advisors or or salespeople, right? Um, But not only being one of the best companies would attract me, but is being in the best interest of the clients. Like I really like to help out people, uh, have a military background. So just something where I enjoy helping out people. So when I found a company that had like the money to back it up and then they have a track record to helping out a lot of people, uh, that was one of the things that attracted me to the company or really the industry to help out, guide them and not, you know, of course, insurance, but it's all comprehensive type planning. Right. So. Gotcha. And I guess, do you have, more of a soft spot for the services you provide there versus of any other industries. Cause I mean that you could, you could really, I mean, obviously you could help people in, in a lot of places like that, but is there something specific with the products and services you have that, that kind of drove you to want to push that more and, and help people in that aspect? Um, you know, I've always been curious about like how interest or how money grows. Yeah. Uh, so I've always been interested in that, but really what captivated me is I've been personally affected uh, in a positive way with life insurance. Okay. So, you know, my family um, had uh, really early on, we lost one of my, uh, my uncles that I never got to meet, but the blessing in disguise, it was a really like a ripple effect where it allowed our family to, you know, purchase multiple homes to set a foundation to really expand. And it's beautiful when I'm in this really nice office, it's, it's some of the same places that my family had worked. And so it's just kind of come full circle. And um, I know it's not like the flashiest thing, but like I I really have a passion for life insurance and just kind of at least explaining how it works and why it's beneficial to people. Yeah. And I think that's interesting too, because I know, I mean, I've sat down in your office and looked at the business you have going on and it may not from the external look flashy, but some of the gigs I think people make 
look flashy on the outside when you actually get in. It's it's really diff- interesting to see how like again, you may not look at it like flashy from the outside, but the way you have business moving, like it kind of can be for someone that's starting out new, like that doesn't really know, like it doesn't sound the craziest, but just seeing how much you like activity you actually have going on, I think would be of interest to a lot of people, you know? So how did you get from, or I guess to start, what was it like on your first, when you first started, did you have sales experience going into this or were you just like fresh? Uh, so fortunately I did have some sales experience. Um, you know, one of my buddies, uh, you know, that also has got me kind of in the financial industry. He had, uh, just told me right out of at 23, when I got out of the military, Hey, come check out this sales job. I think you'll be really good at it. And, uh, comes to find out I was really good at it. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh it just kind of, it opened my eyes, right? I had been studying for, uh, in school, going to college for marketing where it just uh, made me realize maybe there's a better way or other opportunities or ways to get to what I'd like to see. Gotcha. Gotcha. And what, how long did it take you? Cause you said it turned out you were really good at it. Was it just out the gate you were really good at it or did you have to go through this learning curve to, to get there? Um, I don't like to brag, but yeah, I, I, my first month, um, you know, going back into sales, I had like an $11,000 month. Wow. My first month, right? 23, very little experience other than the military. And then I thought it might have been like a beginner's luck, right? Yeah. My next month, I ended up actually producing even more than I had previously. Wow. Um, so it's just kind of interesting to kind of see how that path kept growing and growing and growing. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting because I think I think for me too is like I think I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out if that's kind of a natural thing or if that's something that can be learned. I feel like because I feel like I was somewhere in the middle. I think that I had some decent skills when I first started, but I didn't know like I could use them, but I didn't even know I was. So, um, you know, that's. Do you see a lot of people that come on and are similar to you, or do you think you're kind of a rare catch on that, or is there any, you know, like did, did you? did a lot of people that you saw, cause I know there's probably a high turnover, right? There's gotta be in almost any sales. Yeah. With any sales, it's definitely a high sales turnover, but um, I think everybody has a different background that have been successful. Um, where, where I see a lot of people doing really well, or maybe not always at front are the like analytical type people mm-hmm. where maybe they just need to have a little bit more information and maybe it doesn't seem like they're getting the traction at the beginning like they'd like. Yeah. But where I've seen all those people that are analytical or knowledge type where they have to, you know, almost digest everything before they can take that next step have typically been like the most successful, uh, maybe not in the short term, but long term, they're, yeah. they're having a lot of really good careers, a lot of good consistency on, on, yeah. on the road. Yeah, because that probably takes time for them to get the data they're looking for to see what they actually have to do. Um, so what, how has your, has your role in New York life, because I know there's a lot of different ways you can be promoted in there, and I'm, it's foreign to me and probably a lot of people that will be watching this, but what's your, how, how is your role like within New York life? How's that changed since you've been there? I mean, as far as your day-to-day activities? Um, day-to-day activities. So I initially started off as like an agent or advisor, 
Um, a little over a year ago, I decided to take on some more responsibilities um, to start developing and training other adv financial advisors and insurance agents. Okay. Um, so I felt I was in a really good uh, path with as an agent, kind of just, you know, working my book. Now it's having me expand and kind of grow myself even as a leader to start taking on other tasks. So it's interesting to see, but it still allows me the freedom to kind of do what I feel is best for my practice. Nice. And how much, so I guess how much of your day now are you spending like training people and bringing people on versus the actual like prospecting and marketing? Like how much do you have to split your days up like that? So a good part is I have a few other resources, right? So uh, we have other people that will help develop and train outside of myself so one big part where I was very, like, I, it took me a little bit to understand was, but use your resources, right? right? I felt that I'd always have to have my hand in the cookie jar or having to have my hand in certain things. Uh, and, and not necessarily like to micromanage, but just, I like to be involved in stuff. I like to see the progression, right? And so uh, I think that's been one of the best things recently is being able to have a little bit of a places or other or areas that people can be experts and help out our clients or our agents really develop. Um, yeah. But I feel it's most of my week. I'm, I'm doing a few hours every day to help develop and train. So I don't know, it's something else I enjoy too. Gotcha. And for, say for a new, a new agent that were to hop on with there, how much time do you think they should be spending prospecting throughout the week and doing, you know, going out to events and, Cause like, I know for me, it's, it, it's very heavy at first. And then you start kind of plugging in the calendar and seeing the flow and it, that learning curve gets a little bit easier. But when you first start, it feels like at least in real estate, it's like all the time you're prospecting until it gives, is that kind of the same or. Uh, I'm, I'm going to laugh at this, but it, not just in our industry, right. But like any sales, right. You got to remember your ABCs mm -hmm. uh, and not just ABCs and always be closing, but ADP, right. Always be prospecting. Right. Um, it's something, you know, where maybe not everybody wants to be actively doing it, but you would never be, uh, you'd be probably surprised at the prospects I've picked up, you know, at HEB or like the grocery store or going to a restaurant or going to a bar. Yeah. So especially until you're in a position that you're making the income that you want, mm -hmm. you always have to be prospecting. You always yeah. have to have that prospecting hat on. So Totally. Um, I would, I wish I could just tell you it's maybe five hours, 10 hours yeah. until you are seeing the income that you want. What is the number? Right. And then once you do that, you have to go back and look at the numbers. You can't just arbitrarily hope that, you know what? Hey, if I put 10 bucks, 10 minutes into to prospect or I go to the bar or I go to the library or go to the restaurants, it's going to turn out right. What you have to look is the numbers. How many names am I getting and how good of quality prospects are these and then which ones are actually converting into sales. So some of this isn't things that you're looking at in like a week or, or you know, a month. It may take, especially like with selling homes, right? It's a little bit of a longer uh, sales cycle where yeah. it might take, a na um, get a name here and you might close that house in a year. Yeah, 100%, so, man. And that's what I know for us. It's like, or at least for me, because you know this, I was working at Jeep for a little while and then like hopping right into real estate with no transition really. It was like, I still feel like I'm getting used to like the difference on the time frame with people. Cause you're always trying to get them in and set the appointment. And that's one thing I think is similar is I think a lot of people get a little confused when they are new to sales to the point, like 
I don't think a lot of people, and correct me if I'm wrong, like really see the objective of the phone call. You know, like that's a hard, that was a hard thing for me to really figure out is like, what's a productive phone call versus what's, you know, just doing busy activities. Like it's hard to, I guess at first when you're new to, see because you, you're not going to see instant results it's I think a lot of the stuff you do is like you said it could be a year down the road it could be two months how long like would you give a new agent to like if you're watching someone that you're training like what would be your time frame in deciding kind of their I would almost say potential I don't really want to say that but you know like seeing to see if someone was going to be good in that industry how long would you give somebody um just to watch on that like because what you know does that make sense like uh, you know and I think it's different for everybody so you can't like just say oh three months six months but I think what I've noticed is fire right like if someone loses that fire inside of them and I think you can just have a conversation with most people and hey what are you thinking about this this house that we're selling uh you know they're not too motivated right yeah like if they don't have that fire in themselves there's no way that you can then pass it on to them no matter how great of a leader no matter how inspirational you are if they don't have that want in themselves there's no i mean that's that's kind of what i'm looking for so as long as someone has a want or desire to keep growing and keep learning i'll keep working with them yeah i agree with them that's that was one thing they said at jeep when i was working there was they, they call it in the car industry, green, ripe, rotten. They'd say a lot of people, that's why the turnover was so high. They'd get a lot of people who they're fresh, they'd call them green and they'd get kind of good because it's a new, exciting job. But then after they see kind of the bullshit that comes with it, it starts to kind of, you know, they ripe out and then they get the rewards and then it's like, okay, well now you have to be consistent with that. And it's, it's hard to maintain because it's not always as exciting. And it's, I feel like it's stressful a lot of the times talking to so many people and having a bunch of, because, you know, a lot of people, your clients are going to lie to you. A lot of people aren't going to come through. Like I know yesterday I had showings people just didn't show up to. And I think until you see that through and actually see at least within a month, like that come back around and reap results, even though you had those, it's hard to kind of, for me to weather that through. So what do you have any advice for someone that's starting out going through something like that to kind of keep that desire to want to do well and not to burn themselves out like is there anything specifically or do you think that's just something that you have to keep poking until you find an industry that you like um I think it always comes down to what their goals are right because let's say their goals are different from what we're trying to achieve and they're they're never going to line up. Well, you're never going to reach that passion. Or you're never going to reach like full potential, right? You're yeah. going to leave all this stuff behind. You're not going to have the passion behind it, and it's going to show. So, I, I think that was tough. Uh, yeah, <laughs> one man. of the tougher questions you've asked. Yeah, but, um, that's because that's hard for anyone that I've talked to in sales to figure out. And I think one thing for me that his like the only thing I've noticed is, and I was talking to someone else about this the other day, but like focusing on actually helping people versus making money, right? Because like, and because that's kind of really what you started out with. And because if you focus on the money, then a lot of the things that you're going to do to help, like to get there aren't going to make sense. Like, it's just, I think that focusing on money is a quick way to burn out. It's a quick way to lose money. Like, I think, I don't know for me, because I feel like I've burned out a little bit and then tried to figure something else out to, keep wanting to do it and that's that's really been it but um trying to think man well how how has 
how has your like I know in Dallas we've I feel like everybody's obviously been hit with everything that's going on but how has business changed with I don't want to say the word because YouTube will get me in trouble for saying the the virus yeah, yeah I know what you're talking about um, yeah man how is how's yeah. business been going since that's happened and what have you been doing to stay on top of it and keep no, I, lo- I love this question right so in in terms of business we've actually been booming we've had a, a huge increase in business. Um, but this is it, right? Like, because we have all different types of advisors, all different people all around, but I really feel there's going to be two different types of people that come out of this situation later on down the road. Mm-hmm. And the first type of people that you're going to get are number ones, people that take, and not in a bad way, but I like to say, take advantage of the situation and being able to adapt or change to what's going on and, and to figure it out. Right. Um, because everybody could be sad and depressed and all, why me or why us, or why is this going on? And those are the other type of people, right? They're going to be sad, pissed off, thinking about this is all them and figuring out how all the different ways to fail. Right. Yeah. And they're going to come out of the situation totally different, probably in a worse situation, probably more frustrated or, or, you know, uh, frustrated and, uh, anger, angered about the situation versus the first group of people where they just take it, right? They roll with the punches. People are gonna come out of this wealthier than ever before or in a worse position before. So it's just which group of people do you wanna be a part of? Right, and that's and that's just a choice, right? Like, cause I, I feel the same way. Like I see so many people, especially on dude, on some of my videos I put out there, people have put comments like, don't be so optimistic to where you're delusional. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like I'm literally documenting <laughs> so people can see, cause I think that's one of the purposes of me starting this channel and starting like, just like being more consistent with posting on social media and, and mindful of what I'm putting out there is I think that one of people, like one of the things I think a lot of people struggle with and, and it is just the fact that like, I think a lot of people are products of their environment and nowadays I think that their environment can kind of branch out into the point where it's like social media is now a a part of their environment and it's crazy to get on sometimes and I think Facebook's probably the worst because you can have the longest posts that's my opinion but I think just seeing how how many people just get on there and will talk about the bad things going on in their life and you know that's that's really I wanted to start a channel that's just dedicated pretty much to like having positive energy. Like when, when this is all going on, I want to have people on like you that just have business coming in and like, can, so just so people can see that. Um, is there any, anyone that you kind of looked up to or kind of mentored from getting started that was just, uh, that gave you like kind of a paradigm shift or kind of like changed your belief systems and to like, were you ever in a rougher spot than you are? Cause I know now you're, you're straight, but like, was there ever a point that you battled with like, I don't know, like a, like a winner mindset or a success mindset? Um, I, I want to say, you know, when I was really young and a little bit more um, influential by other people's opinions, mm-hmm. I think that was one of the biggest times where I was very swayed. But um, I think what helps is number one, finding a group of friends that are like-minded, right? Like if people are, are negative like, I don't want negativity in my circle. Like, yeah. if you're not optimistic, if you're not a go-getter, like, I'm sorry, you can't even be in my life right now. Yeah. Okay? Like, so I'm very guarded about 
Uh, and and I, I'm, I'm, I'm good about being able to distance like social media, being able to look at it, but not like engage or receive the feelings. Yeah. So number one, find a group of friends that you can at least chat with and just share some of the stuff and maybe not a hundred percent, but are just optimistic or in the same passion. The other one is, um, one of the first books I ever read was Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich. Mm -hmm. uh, a few of those same friends, right, introduced me to some of these books where it just allows you to really start using your mind, using your brain, you know, the six inches between your ears. If you're able to control those six inches are going to be some of the biggest tool that we have in our life. So it, it isn't talking about making money, but it's really talking about how you can control your mind. And, and so I know that's a big one, Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich. Uh, there's a lot of other, you know, speakers out there that I could probably keep going on, like Les Brown, yeah. the Cardones, like right. you know all of them, they're all on social media too. Yeah. Um, so if you don't have any friends, right, make those your friends, like turn yeah. those on. So every day as I was getting motivated, right, like, you know, maybe it was eight in the morning, I'm getting up, brushing my teeth, I would listen to Grant Cardone and when he's talking about 10x and just going after your goals, you know, it just, I don't know, that fires me up to like be more, you know, and maybe it was, I wasn't in real estate necessarily like he is, yeah. but it was something that you can interpret it, what he's trying to say and take it into my own life. Mm -hmm. um, so consistently, you know, maybe I had to brainwash myself because now I'm looking back. There was some years where I was consistently going on YouTube instead of listening to the music or going on mm -hmm. to social media, I would put on one of these inspirational videos, um, talks, you know, and, and I've been through John Maxwell's classes, a few other, you know, courses, which I, I really think are powerful, um, but just self-help, right? Consistently getting better. Yeah, man, that's, I, I agree. That's, that's one of the, my favorite things I think you said so far that, because I was the same way. It's like, it's so hard, I think, to, because you have a lot of friends, at least for me, like I've, the older I get, the more I realize like, man, some, some of these choices on friends I make is just, what was I thinking? <laughs> you know? But it's hard to, I don't know, to replace. Whenever you have those friends and then you listen to people like the Cardones, it's crazy. Cause it like, I feel like life is just a contradiction. Like everything just contradicts itself, you know, but um, it's, that's, that's something that you have to really, I think pay attention to it is like, like you said, those the negative people, they don't have, they just don't, there's no room for them. Like, cause it just contradicts everything and it can kind of kill your momentum or kill your success on everything. Um, but I guess, it, you know, before, before we hop off real quick, I just want to ask what would be a piece of advice you would give to say someone in college or someone that, hasn't really made a decision on what they want to do yet. They're trying to figure that out. What would you say to them as far as like what they should be doing and how they could be successful at that? Um, okay. So someone young coming out of college. I mean, one of the things I would do is number one, just figure out like what, what gets you excited. Right. Number one, number two is I would find some maybe, mentors or some other people that have already gone through those situations and seeing how it could be a good fit for you. Um, and then doing your own research, you know, yeah, you can find a lot of people that will share information with you, but I think it always goes back to, I don't know who says this quote, but if someone gives you an opportunity that really you think is a great opportunity and maybe you don't know how to do it just yet, 
say yes and figure it out along the way. Because kind of like my buddy had told me about that sales job, you know, right out of 22, 23, hey, like, just come check it out. Like, if I would have been closed-minded, right, if I wouldn't have just listened to my buddy, right, that was kind of in my circle already, I would have ended up probably with the thirty dollars to $40,000 a year job. And I'm not saying that's bad, but in terms of what my goals and what my wants were, yeah. the track that I was going on wasn't the same to what I wanted to realize. So, Gotcha. That's great, man. I like that. Well, um, I know you're busy. I'll let you go. But before we hop off, if someone wants to get involved and wants to become an agent at New York Life, how do they do it? Um, yeah, we have a lot of different places, uh, partners all over. You can reach me out directly, 830-660-4197. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, LinkedIn, Brandon Acevedo, partner with New York Life. I'd love to share information and just kind of, you know, see if it's the right fit. But uh, once again, Weston, appreciate you, man. Uh, I'm excited. I'm always fired up to be on any call or uh, have a chat with you. You're, uh, I look forward to big things from you, man. So. Appreciate you. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate your time and best of luck with everything. All right. Talk to you soon. Take it easy.